Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you hungry for adventure? Do you crave hilarious and perilous tabletop campaigns? Don't bother rolling perception, pal. We've got you covered. Behold! Dungeons and Doritos, Nerdy Show's epic tabletop audio drama, a cinematic serial of mayhem-filled, morally questionable quests at DungeonsAndDoritos.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. All right, guys. Uh, we have a couple people with us today. It's myself, of course, Liam, and we've, got, we've got Doug in. Hello. And Max is not here. Because he has plague. Yeah, he has. He caught uh, one of the conditions that we'll eventually design. And uh, but we we have with us Katie. Hello, Katie's here because she will be exiting the podcast soon. Yeah, she got a and, and the state, as far as I was aware, Katie will be leaving the state for an opportunity, and we wish her the best. But um, we do want to hear from her about what her experience has been like playing this RPG relative to her otherwise limited gaming experience. Do we have any questions for Katie to start off with? How are you doing today? I'm good. Good. <laughs> it's been a long week, but I'm I'm all right. Uh, the word you used earlier was hungover. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Quite a lot of wine. Uh, yeah. So you made your character, Von Vandeven. You're going to play him again one more time. Mm-hmm. If you were to make another character, what would you change? Hmm. I would go with a profession that is not as silly. <laughs> finding it hard to like work it into a lot of our stuff like we had an argument last week of whether lying is considered acting and i was making the argument that it was <laughs> just if, so i could use it but um and if we ever got to like a city being an actor would be more useful yeah i could probably do something more with that yeah get on apple box and do whatever to make a distraction or something i don't know but um earn some coin yeah <laughs> and so some diron uh, yeah yeah i would like to have a profession that would more easily fit into different areas of one just character interaction and i guess combat okay when you went to create your character it took a while to get a concept that you liked yeah but what about mechanic wise when you came to make a character from the system as far as the steps that it took to create a character in the mechanics was there any like sticking points on that stuff that didn't make sense i mean I have to pick a core, then a step, or what are my attributes to? How do they work together? Like, was was there anything that was uh, maybe could have been simpler? Um, no, because as far as path goes, like when I came up with this ridiculous idea for <laughs> this Eshwin, there are things that I knew I could do with the past, like how that fit into my character. Silver Champion, I could be really dramatic and be like, like when calling out someone in battle, like I could be really dramatic about that, and that mm-hmm. could be funny. Or, like, in Radiance, like, I knew I was going to be a healer, and I had this whole other backstory to go with that. Like, I wouldn't choose some like something that makes no sense for your character, like, because you're just really going off the rails of, like, really... Like, it sounds cool, but is it actually working with the story? You've played Pathfinder mm-hmm. and Starfinder. Yes. <laughs> Grumble. <laughs> right. Uh, what, what, have you played any other RPGs? You play a lot of tabletop games as well. Yeah, just regular board games. Um, but no, um, those are the only two. That was my first introduction to like um, RPGs. And like Dungeons and Dragons style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, I had never played a Dungeons and Dragons game, but like I knew of it. But these like um, Pathfinder and Starfinder campaigns were the first, my first interaction with it. Mm-hmm. And those are pretty similar uh, in in mechanics. Yeah. Is there something from those two games that was easier to deal with than in ours? Um, I guess it's hard to say because what I do like about this is one, the people I'm with. Right. Uh-huh. Well, of course. Um, well, that'll course. improve every yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, <laughs> just, but like the what I like about this is that like since it is an RPG from scratch, like 
it's it's a bit more loose feeling and the story is also independent it's not based off a book or anything like that like it's coming from you as opposed to like the other two campaigns i played like they're heavily book driven you really couldn't deviate from certain paths and like we and we and like with the group I was in, they were unwilling to ignore something because they like they figured because it's from a book, we have to do this in order to get to the next step. There was metagaming. Yeah. Because <laughs> because they knew that it was written down in the book. Right. Yeah. And so... What do you feel was like the most difficult thing to deal with when you're first starting? I mean, I know that every like RPG, like when I first played Dungeons and Dragons, I was like overwhelmed. I had so many choices. I don't know. What do you feel was the hardest thing to overcome when like making a character and playing for the first time was it like just understanding the basic mechanics or was it like that things felt different than what you were expecting what what was the hardest thing mechanics wise like it's a bit of a learning curve but like now that i'm in it like it's a bit easier for me to like calculate my moves and stuff like that and like how much damage i can do for whatever but my hardest thing was actually coming up with a character because the other two rpgs i had played one was like i was thrown into it because they were doing like a side campaign because someone was gone for a while and so they did a side campaign they brought me in and someone gave me character uh, okay and so i played off of that and i like tried to make it his own as much as i could but really like you were feeling a role that they wanted yeah and so it's just like where where do you really go with that when you don't connect with the character and then um in starfinder i had made a mistake of going with something that was like myself and myself is shitty <laughs> so like no it was boo just... <laughs> boo on yourself hatred no but it was just like a, like not that you have to be this crazy character or anything like that but you also wanted to make it to where it's interesting to the story and the rest of the party involved yeah. like not just if you design a character just based off of yourself there's really no room to go with that like the idea of like rpgs is that you get to do different things something you normally like wouldn't normally do and that's really fun so like when i made this character i made a point to go with something that wasn't inside my comfort zone so like my eshwin he also has a german accent which i'm terrible at but like <laughs> but it's nice because like it's it's such a silly thing like i enjoy what i get to do with it like it, it feels more fun, like fun exploring it as yeah, to, yeah i like my character i'm really gonna miss playing and everything like that but i enjoy what i've made because like i've connected with the character did you have any expectations coming in that either weren't met to disappointment or to good surprise like okay well combat's gonna be everyone takes a turn it's gonna be kind of boring and then it was like oh that's actually fine or or an expectation of like oh i i don't know like i'm, I'm just trying to gauge like what expectations you brought into it that either it met or did not meet and the others i played in like combat took forever and it was always like next combat next combat next combat like we would just like randomly stab people and then we'd have to fight our way out of something and you're mm-hmm. just like why would we do that like makes no sense but like people wouldn't be ready on their turn and like combat can easily drag especially if like you're not discussing with each other like oh hey you can move here and I and that'll set me up to do this, you know, like. And so you feel like there's more communication at the table for like during combat for this. Yeah, one hundred percent. Max's character, he has where he moves people. Yeah, and so like that's cool. Sure. So you're all still involved with everyone's combat turn. It pays to listen, and it's just more enjoy. Like you know, when everyone's working together instead of like. I'm busy fighting over here. Yeah, like doing things that like don't make any sense. Like you know, when you have an enemy surrounding one person and like someone's off in a corner. Someone runs that person and you're just like, we have to deal with the problem at hand so our person doesn't die. Mm-hmm. Like, And so like having that communication, like you guys all being experienced in RPGs, like that was helpful because like I'm really not like, uh, I don't know if you know this, but like in the Starfinder one, I played maybe four episodes. I was so tired of combat by it, just by other different things, not necessarily just the people in the combat, but like just other things I was enjoying. And I was like, I go in this room and I kill myself. And then I sat on the couch and read Damn. a book. And I and like I had a great time after I, that. I feel so bad for you. It's like, <laughs> you're like, this thing that's supposed to be fun is so not fun. I'm just going to die. Oh, it was awful. Like, and then like, like you literally decided yeah. to die instead, yeah. of, instead of continue to play. Yeah, I like couldn't do it anymore because I'm just like, I'm so tired of this. And also like uh, the one of the campaigns we were on, like we all had daily attacks and all that. We were in the same day for like two or three episodes. Damn. So we all used our stuff the first day. The characters we were fighting were way out of our range. It had to be because we were almost dying like every time we fought someone. I was like, this isn't fun. Like, I'm not saying it's supposed to be easy that you have to be like, yeah, you're fighting things left and right and like, no worries. Like, I do enjoy a challenge. Yeah. You know, sure. Yeah. But it just seemed like without being able to rest and like get your stuff back, then then you're just like, 
It's just so none of us can do anything like anything cool. We're literally just having to use like all of our ammo and stuff to like hopefully kill this thing so we can move on. In a worst case scenario, the same thing could happen with this system if people are just like, no, we're just we're just like the combat. You know, as long as you're having fun, I guess. Yeah. But if you're like there, like, look, I'm here for like an, a role play experience, not a combat experience. You know, but I feel like the presence of the momentum system does kind of help that person oh sure though. sure yeah like i get really into it with my character and if it pays off and the gm doesn't give you momentum i think you got a case to be like dude come on <laughs> you know like yeah. there's also scenarios when you spend momentum because that requires a moment it puts you more in the moment of combat and also you kind of get you know when you decide like maybe next turn i'm going to spend momentum mm-hmm. and then you almost it almost hyper focuses you on like what's going on how can this best be spent i want to make a moment i want to make a show yeah. I just meant in the case of Starfinder, if that was just a group that you they were playing a certain type of game, and then you came in thinking, all right, I'm going to play a role-playing game, and they're like, well, we don't really do that here, then it's like, that's just a bad matchup. Uh, yeah. So it was the same group for both the the Pathfinder, where I was just the one-off, and then we all, there was a point where we go into this nightclub, and we're trying to figure out clues as to what's happening. Literally everyone we talked to, nothing like we could not get anything out of him everyone who went and talked to someone like could not get anything out of them and so we, we failed every role yeah mm-hmm. oh that's true yeah, yeah yeah so it wasn't like it wasn't like just it was being difficult like, stonewall yeah it was just, yeah okay. yeah we were just literally failing every role so like there was no reason for us to be there and like but we were hanging out we, like, we had we had no reason to think that these people knew anything right like it wasn't like oh you know they're really not give they're being tough they're giving it's like no it's like you literally rolled so low that you're you just like know, yeah. mm, is this the right club you know? <laughs> yeah. that was his first time jamming a game as well so like he's very good but he wasn't like letting us know like like giving you enough clues yeah, to go on well not enough clues but just saying that like yeah you like there's no reason for you to think that like anything's going on here so like and he was also going off of books so, like i don't think he was ready yet to help us kind of, like if we were all just like let's just leave this club like he was trying to keep us there in order to get through whatever was set up you, once waiting for you to roll high enough to get to the next thing yeah so he wasn't he wasn't and if you um, weren't making those rolls then you're just kind of stagnating he, like i don't think he yet felt comfortable enough to like make a bridge yeah. You know, to, yeah. To, to to do that. I mean Or build his own parachute. Right. He's not I mean he's he's not doing a bad job by no, no. It's just it, it in that moment it you could see where he was at a loss and so were we. It was know? our second time playing, I yeah. think, it's, that we I, were there. That's the thing. There's um there's this game system called Gumshoe that I really want to play sometime. The game is just pure investigation. Like you play a cop or uh, like an X Files type person, or, or a goblin private investigator, or a pri- yeah, you could be a private investigator. It's up to you. And there's different settings, but the whole idea is that the people who made the game were like, I hate how in D and D, if you're doing an investigation and you roll bad, you won't find anything. Like you, could, the murder weapon could be there, and if you just keep rolling shitty, you'll never find it. Yeah. The basic premise behind Gumshoot, in, in like a nutshell, is when you sit down to play, the GM literally gives you all the evidence. Because you're a professional investigator, you mm-hmm. would be able to find it. That's right. the idea. Okay. So you have all the evidence. Now, what do you do with that? How do you connect the dots? And you roll for things like there's a weird cult thing going on, and the cultists are chasing you. You roll to get away from them and hop over things and do this or whatever. So That's you a never, cool idea. Yeah, you never have to roll for what you're an expert at. So basically, right. you pick your expertise, and you're like, oh, I'm a cop who's an expert at computer forensics and accounting. If you're investigating a crime, and they're like, oh, there's a high-tech security system here. You're like, well, hey, I got the computer skill that right. I know about security systems you don't have to roll you just get it and I thought that was interesting but that so you mentioning that like oh yeah we're just asking questions and we're failing and the story stops and I'm like shit like yeah that's, it was that's... a long time we were in there and then finally, I can't remember what happened but like something he forced something to happen to where we we got where we needed to go but and it you was had just a shootout like, probably yeah, we had a shootout. yeah definitely always just, a shootout <laughs> like, yeah a shootout where I didn't have my weapon and no I had a grenade yeah. hidden in my cheek pouch so I had to like fist fight with the guard at the door to try to get my weapon and then I had to throw my grenade out of my mouth into the it was very strange it was yeah. it was it was a very a very uh, desperate moment that didn't have to exist it's nobody's fault no it was a couple people's fault so um, <laughs> uh, all right so let's get into let's get into design all right yes um we talked about scoundrel needing an overhaul uh-huh because we want to feel more like a real scoundrel when playing and not just like oh these are the sneaky attacks like what ways can we renovate scoundrel so that we've already got backstab and i was thinking like dude pocket sand Throwing well, it in somebody's I, eyes. I do want pockets. Yeah, pocket I sand. I think that I think it would be so funny to for Keith to use like 
Yeah, I can just, hand. Yeah, just be like, ha. <laughs> I like, feel like that's more Kelton, though. Like, Kelton would be more used. Than, yeah, yeah. So oh, I and, forget and he, he's he scoundrel, did, too. He did take he? step one scoundrel, yeah. yeah. Could, so, but couldn't anybody just grab dirt off the ground and throw it? Like, does it. Probably, like, well, but this one has, this, like. But what makes it scoundrel? Like, what makes it not just a handful of dirt from the ground? Do you already have it in your pocket? But why would you carry <laughs> a pocket of sand? For this because exact moment. Unless it's like. you dirty fight, man. You fight dirty. Well, no, but what if instead of just being sand, if it's just like, oh, this is like. Blinding powder. Blinding powder. Or whatever, yeah, like probably like makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. I still want it to be pocket sand. We can, <laughs> yeah, I'd calling like, it pocket maybe sand. Maybe one step yeah. down, it is pocket sand. Two <laughs> steps down, it becomes the blinding powder. <laughs> so I think that um, pocket sand traps, poisons, those kind of things. Yes. How do we work that into scoundrel while keeping their like? How do you how do you make a trap happen in combat? I remember. Yeah, we were talking about this. Like, do you do you set it up beforehand keep it on you then throw it or do you have to take a round to set it up or or even or like action? you can do something where you have a thing on you that is a like a trap you built and if there's a caster they can cast something into it and you can set it down hold and set, it yeah you, hold they, they cast it into it and you you throw it you can just have something like explosive trap yeah you leave it on the ground and move away like a mine yeah like a mine or uh I, I do want prep i think prep in characters nobody is, has prep is yet. fun yeah um well, so I mean, poison, we, poison is prep, and traps are prep. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it'd be cool to be like, okay, we're going to camp here for the night, and just to make sure if anything bad happens, I want to set up a snare and this hex over here, mm-hmm. and then if combat happens and the big guy shows up and he's a uh, pain in the ass, your guff buddy can just shove him over into the snare, then whoop, up he goes. Like, or even, mm-hmm. or even like a bell trip. Yeah, you're like, I make, I make a perimeter bell trip. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think. Is that, but those are things that you couldn't you say that that's like a hunter or like a ranger class like a, like there, someone there, there's no that's a ranger and hunter is a profession yeah. right but I'm just if saying you like, want to use these things in combat anybody anybody can do these things right but if you want to use them in combat that's your path gotcha okay like if you're like I want to rig up a, a, a trap so that if somebody comes into our camp it'll alert us they're there or or I want to build it so that it'll explode it's like cool just describe it roll let's see how well you build it that's not closed off to anybody but if you're like I want to do the move where I kind of shuck and jive and they stumble into a trap that i left behind yeah. that's like that's a move yeah. you know yeah oh man okay one of the things that i think would be fun you know that and it's almost exclusively an anime because it's in spriggan and i love it is the razor wire movements and stuff oh yeah, yeah i don't yeah. know if that's scoundrel but that would be so cool maybe that's late game scoundrel oh <laughs> like the razor finger wire yeah there's oh, like a giant mnemonic so there's the guy fun. with the laser whip and his thumbnail yeah that kind of shit Let's say step one, okay? You're, you're going step one scoundrel, because core I'm happy with. Yeah. All right. You're going step one scoundrel. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, what's, like, some Spetsnaz shit? And I'm like, spring-loaded knife. <laughs> like, that, I, don't, I don't hate that <laughs> idea. That's like, great. You're like, all right, it's a knife. Yeah, I stab you. And then it's like, all right, well, you got a short range. You just got a knife, Mr. Stabby. But, fuck you, button. Boom. And then just yeah. <laughs> blade goes launching. Didn't expect that. Even, like, hidden blades would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, something that could deploy something. Trips. Or just like the idea that um, marbles. You got a weapon. You got a weapon loaded up. You got a one-handed weapon loaded up, and you can deploy it into your hand immediately as a free action. Yeah, I'm just thinking coked up Kevin McAllister. (laughs) Like he just (laughs) really is all I'm thinking. Like so, just adult Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So the uh, step one right now is that if you have the if you crit while the upper hand, the target's knocked down. Uh I think that's fine. Yeah, that's great. Right, like sturdy fighting. Yeah, you you knock him over. You trip him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, all right, they're at will as a deceptive strike, and uh, it just adds your composure to the damage. Yeah. That's kind of boring. And yeah. uh, let's let's throw something else in there. Also, they have a damage-dealing core. Yeah. So if you take that for core... Well, it need, if, this is an attack. Yeah. So it needs to deal some kind of damage. Yes. Should it be, be weapon damage, or should it be like, I do the thing? Hmm. We already have one where, where it knocks them prone, right? That is only on crit. Okay. So maybe maybe make it an at will attack where it's like if you hit, like if you hit with this you only deal like a die four of damage but it knocks the target prone. You could still do weapon damage because even if you're not getting that puncture and not getting that armor, mm-hmm. ignore. But yeah, the idea of, of status effects doing things to your opponent and affecting their next turn. Because like think a is, trip is, is, attack, is the, yeah. I think is a scoundrel thing to do. Yes, like maybe maybe a. Uh, Sweep the leg is like that's what we're. Basically. Oh, we could call it sweep the leg, yeah. like sweep the leg, Johnny. Yeah, as many movie references as we can make, I think the better. I, I don't even mean to make that the official name. I'm just saying that's what we're talking about, right? Yes. We're talking about that type of yeah, sweep the leg, scoundrel, Cobra Kai, cheap, dirty thing. Yeah, I like that. Maybe it doesn't do weapon damage. Maybe it just as your strength. Okay, 
right? So it's like your strength versus their what to knock them down? Well, no, no. You hit them and you deal strength damage, and that's it, and they fall down. Okay, yeah. And, and then the way that works internally in the path is that sets you up for the upper hand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. Your guff partner or whoever, your Savathian, hey, sweep the leg, I'll get him when he's on the ground! <laughs> Bam. Yeah. And then, well, because uh, Champion gets Executioner, which is... There you go. Yeah. Fucking... People are knocked down, you get an extra five flat damage. Um, or or you can mix that with Entropy or Cold, and then it, they they get rooted, essentially, so they can't get up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Their purse scene right now is Blade Flurry. I think that's okay. Right now, it's you attack everybody around you, like, blah, blah, blah. like and <laughs> yeah. uh, if you have the upper hand against any of them, you deal sneak attack to every single one you have the upper hand against. Jesus. I think setting that up would be real hard and the payoff needs to be worth it. True. But yeah, but if you knock one, so if you if you're adjacent to two enemies, right? And you flank with one, you've got the upper hand. And then you knock the other one down and then you do blade flurry, you get sneak attack against two targets. Can you do that in a single round? Um if you're Tiktani. All right. I mean, kind of, I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to think of a situation which an enemy is knocked prone and then remains prone by the time your next turn comes. Well, somebody else can knock knock a target down, too. Uh-huh. And then you can do that. So, like, I feel like the teamwork aspect of being able to knock down a target is good. It needs to be important. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it can do weapon damage, right? Because a lot of times people are going to go for things like daggers and piercing weapons yeah. and stuff like that. So it'll do weapon damage and knock the target prone. And it needs to feel functional if you're a champion or a, a citadel and you're like, I want some I want some dirty fighting tricks. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to take a couple paths. Okay. Let's do that. Or or yeah, or even a situation where you're like, I'm champion, I want to be able to knock people down more so I can use my executioner. Yes. Well, it would seem that anything that encourages team play and communication uh, pays off well. So, in step two, we give them a feature where if they get missed with a, with a melee attack, they they disengage. I changed that because that's already a Krex racial feature, feature. Ah, okay. I didn't realize that. I changed it to reflexive repost, and when an enemy misses you with a melee attack, you gain the upper hand against that enemy. Oh, Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So you could potentially get blade flurry against three targets just from exploiting what we've already talked about yes yeah i like that because if they whiff on you yeah then you is there a limit to the amount of upper hand the people that can gain an upper hand on no but there's a limit on how many uh, attacks of opportunity you can have around you can only have okay. one per round so the the benefit so you can of the still use blade flurry but you're only getting your one attack of opportunity blade flurry is not an attack of opportunity oh no i'm saying it you upper hand still counts for blade flurry but you're not allowed to make multiple attacks of opportunity correct unless right. you are core citadel okay but then you don't get sneak attack yeah know, but you get unlimited attacks of opportunity <laughs> all right so the other stuff we have in step two all we have is a daily right now it is execution where if they're half health or lower, it does an extra weapon damage. It's three weapon damage and then does an extra one. I feel like if you're playing with daggers, man, adding an extra D4. Who gives a shit? Yeah, who like not that not that great. So and, what about traps? What about poison? Yeah. Like and and more importantly, if you're not using a dagger and you're not being a you know a dagger scoundrel, three steps down. That's that's an investment. Yeah. in your character. I, I was thinking Dude, about pocket sand. Just pocket, <laughs> the just, fucking pocket sand. Just blind us. <laughs> But make blind, make Ma- blind, make it last for a while. Yeah. So like, uh, or even what does blind do? Because well, we haven't had that conversation. Yeah. We well, that, that's, I was gonna say to, on the way over here, I was thinking about poisons, but that's like a whole school of magic almost. Like yeah. it's it's so you can go in so many different directions that it's like, oh, I paralyze him. Oh, I blind him. Oh, I slowly drain his health. Or oh, I. Uh, well, I feel he like makes, each, sick. He gets sick. Well, what about each ability? To, that is like a poisoned attack is with a specific kind of poison and that's, that's the effect great. the ability sure. is built around. Sure. Yes. If we think poison strike, how are you going to poison somebody with a hammer? <laughs> you know? Because there will be rogues, scoundrels, whatever, using yeah. hammers. With a two-handed, you know? Two-handed hammer. Maybe maybe they're contact poisons. Yeah, if it's like on the skin or something Aerosols. like that. Aerosols. Maybe it's, it's uh, if you hit with them, you also get them like with a little needle strike. Yeah, you can. Oh, you could just say like, "Oh, yeah." There's a there's a hook hand, or there's divots in my hammer. Mm-hmm. And um, if you have to, if there's like prep time to make a poison, if you have to be like, "Okay, I'm gonna dip this in the thing, let it dry, and now when I hit, it automatically." But that's but then that's like every single thing. Well, you how hit. about how about it's an attack where you hit with the weapon, and it and it staggers them in such a way that you're allowed you just slip them the poison like as a little dagger needle or whatever. Uh-huh. Do you, I like that. And I guess that way you can you you pull it out of your pocket after the hit, you know, and tag them. And in certain cases, it's pocket sand, and in certain cases, it's like the you blow it in their face and they're blind. Yeah, the scopolamine. Yeah, yeah, or um, <laughs> yeah. 
So, so the the conceit of every poison attack is not that it is just a poison attack. It's an attack that opens them up to be poisoned. Yeah, because yeah. like you have the po- you yeah. have the poison, but that's not the hard part. The hard part is getting in there and getting it done. And that's the thing. If like what was the what was the ability where you just you get missed with a melee and suddenly you have the upper hand? That's that's the their feature. Yeah. Right. So if they they swing and miss, you have the upper hand. You could say, okay, I'm going to take this opportunity to because if they just missed me they're basically open to an attack yeah i'm gonna blow this thing in their face because that's a, such a dick move you know like yeah. out of nowhere that they're not expecting and it blinds them or oh over time it's gonna do whatever and i the other thing i was thinking was based on the the, the effect like you maybe you have all these poisons open to you like whatever, whatever we want to make but how long the effect lasts is how good you make it and how good you make it is based on how many steps you've gone down so yeah. it's like the more steps. So if you go down step five, whatever, it's going to last five rounds as opposed to when you first get it, it maybe only lasts a round. Or you can attach the poison damage to another stat that's not strength because there's a there's a reason to start dumping points into strength as you go down st- scoundrel. Yeah, sneak attack. Um, but if you dump it into your like intelligence, let's give it to composure or intelligence and be mm-hmm. like, okay, you your have to make your poison now. Yeah. yeah, either either you make your poison or you have to buy it. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I like these ideas. Let's figure out a daily real fast, and then we'll we'll step spit this three around. Or two. Step two. Okay. Step two. So, what about a melee attack, and you hit them with a poison? What does the poison do? Let's say it does double weapon damage, but uh-huh. the poison has to be. Is it something that every hit you deal until the end of the? Maybe it's like poisoned weapon. You before striking, you apply a poison, and uh, and the poison now has this effect until the end of the encounter. So it preps the weapon. Yes, that's what it's really doing. Yes. Okay. I feel like adding an effect to your weapon is okay, but really in the moment, it's about getting that one person real good. Right. Yeah. Right. That's that's really what what makes it feel good. Other than blinding somebody with a poison, what else can it do? It can weaken them. Yeah. Right? Time. Yeah. It can damage over time or a bleed effect. Let's give them. Let's start with a damage over time. You know what? We should change their at will to be a poisoned strike, and we should right. give them a poison at step one. Okay. So maybe the poison at step one is a damage over time. It does a die for. Extra okay. extra damage to anybody hit with. You, you prep your weapon, you do that. This is affecting Kelton, though. Yes. All right. Well, should it be, should we replace Blade Flurry with something that allows you to apply a, a generic poison to a weapon, and you can always use that too? Because you could use it, at, you could use it every scene if you want uh-huh. to, right? If you want to apply a poison to do this until the end of a scene. And it just does, your first poison does a die for extra damage. Um, to everybody that it, on the start of that enemy's turn every time but it doesn't stack it does not stack doesn't stack you just you poison people and you do die for i feel like at step one you get a feature that is like you get this poison so we keep what we got where you crit the they're knocked down but uh-huh. we also say feature you get um what's what would a poison be that just does damage like what would you call that like acidic no, because I would. I think that would bypass armor. It wouldn't like be boiling a coag- oil. Like it a... wouldn't be a coagulant. It it might be a, a blood thinner. It might be. Um... Well, I would imagine it's something that just hurts, right? If we're just talking about a so, die for so damage. So a sting. Yeah, stinging poison. By the way, I got stung by a hornet in my neck two days ago, and it was uh, awful. It was one of the. It was a bad. Oh, bad you didn't hunt. like it? Oh, huh. no, it was really bad. It was out of nowhere. I was sitting in a chair, and it just brought me to my knees. It was. Uh, it was bad. Oh yeah, like a like like a bullet ant. You know. Oh, it was. I've been stung by bees and hornets, but never in the neck. Never this close <laughs> to my brain, and it <laughs> fucked me. Step one: they get stinging poison that they can prepare 
and it takes up it takes up like a quarter slot or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And their per scene ability applies it to their weapon, and anytime they do weapon damage, it applies that to the enemy, and they take a d4 of damage at the start of their turn until the end of the scene. Mm-hmm. And there's no save. If they get hit, yeah, it'll, like you wouldn't get a save against Some it. creatures are immune to poisons or immune to certain poisons. Sure. We'll deal with that later. And, and the idea of like an enemy who has a high constitution in the traditional sense just means they have a lot of hit points. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Okay. So the scene will be poison strike. You apply the poison, you strike. Two weapon damage, and then it applies the poison. That's all we need to worry about. All right. So step two. And I kind of like this because the champion core scoundrel that we have built is so single target damage that the idea of bouncing around doesn't really work for him. Mm-hmm. So this is another way to play Scoundrel. Yeah. So what's our daily then? It's daily pocket sand? <laughs> if, I mean... if As long as blinding a target fucking ruins them. Yeah. I'd um, imagine that you, you... But wouldn't you refill your pocket? You know, I'm only going to refill this pocket once a day. Well, you're not going to walk around with pockets full of sand all day. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, but that's why I say it's silly to begin with. Because you will... Because, great. because if you don't use your daily, you are walking around with pockets full of sand all day. Listen, listen, Doug. This is a this is a King of the Hill reference. Yeah, that, we're, <laughs> that we are shoot, that we are definitely putting in here. It should be blinding powder. I know, but we're but. going to call it pocket sand. It is blinding powder, and it's and it's it, it should also be like caustic to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we can we can talk about like the flavor of it later. But mm-hmm. mechanically, we call it pocket sand. Maybe you do two weapon damage, and the target is blinded for one d six rounds. That's harsh. Yeah. Yeah. As, as long as one of the parts of being blinded without blind fighter, again, there should be exceptions to the rule for certain characters. En- enemies that can't or already can't see. see. You wouldn't matter. even use that ability. Yeah. Like, But the idea that blinded is like, oh, everyone just has advantage on that guy now or uh, the upper hand on that, of on course. that character. That'll, that guy is fucked. We would say like that guy can't, that guy gets a, okay. If you're blinded, you get a negative 10 to your attack rolls. To any right. targeted attack. You can do blasts, right? Yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but any targeted attack, you get a negative 10. Hmm. And... Because if you're in a rage... Yeah. You know, whatever. Well, I mean, if you if you're a fire guy and you can blast from your space... Yeah. Like, you're not going to take a negative 10. You just have to yeah. kind of know vaguely where yeah. they're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll hear them where they're at, you right. know? So, so, but if you're trying to hit them with a weapon, you take a negative 10. Sure. Or if you're trying to shoot them with a magical attack uh, yeah so tar- yeah, targeted, targeted attack, attack yeah. you take negative 10 let's do that what about <laughs> there's a rule that pathfinder has for blind you can only if you want to move more than half of your speed you have to make a check where you fall flat on your face eh. i think you're limited to half speed you're just yeah i don't want people falling all the time yeah anyway well, the enemy own... goes blind and just starts falling everywhere and yeah. blasting on space like it sounds yeah. funny but yeah. but uh I'm, I'm looking for those Mr. Magoo moments. Okay, so negative ten to the atta- to negative ten to targeted attacks. You grant the upper hand from everyone, and you can only move at half speed. Yeah. That's, okay. That seems all right. All right. I, that's, I almost say take away the weapon damage then. Maybe just as one weapon damage. Yeah. Okay. For a lot of characters, that's a D four. For other characters, that but man, if you blind someone, that is yeah, that is game over for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Command. Let's make command rock. So command is very sparse. I feel like we should move the uh, granting a strike ability to step one. All right. So that if you're like, ah, you know, because if you if you want to move into command, that's what you want. Yeah. You yeah. want to start with that. Just like if you if you move to radiance, you want a, just at least one heal, heal, even if it's yeah. not great. You want that. So let's move. Take the shot. What is the core thing that command gets? Compared to everybody else, other than the ability to grant an attack, you know, on on the level of sneak attack or the stuff that ice gets and fire, decay gets malediction. Like, what does command get? I think command has got to do something group based all at once. So, something that even just like, all right, I do this, and someone gets to disengage, or someone gets to do, like. As I say, does, we already have a grant of an attack. Do you grant a movement? We have that too. We have it, I think, in step two or something like that. So. Yeah. To make this as simple as possible, the perspective is you are the other GM, right? Like you, you, you are you are GM yes. versus GM, except you control your friends and the GM controls the 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 NPCs. So other than moving and attacking, what more can you grant them? What if the 
somebody in the role of command never grants the upper hand. That's not their job. Well, no, I mean um, that enemies cannot gain the upper hand against oh. them. And that's like really powerful, but I feel like flavor-wise it doesn't really do the job. I mean, it, it kind of does a little bit. So if you you go down the steps of command, you no one ever gets the upper hand on you? Only if you're core command, because it's like I'm, all, I'm always one step ahead, basically. Maybe. But I don't actually like that, because I don't think that's actually as fun as it sounds. No. That's just... Yeah, that there's no that's, participation on your part. That's yeah. also m- removing something from someone else's toolbox, not giving you a tool. Yeah, unless you grant it to someone. Like if you, if someone is in a, if someone's prone I, or something, and they're about to be attacked, it's just like you look out above you, and then it's suddenly sure. they don't have it anymore. I really like the idea of reactions. I like command being about tactics and reactions. Yeah, setups, Im- immediate interrupts, setups, and no, you fucking don'ts. Um, there was there was an ability that warlords had in fourth edition that was really good, and I feel like maybe if we added that to core, so no gambit is wasted. I knew you were gonna say it. You loved that one. It is <laughs> everybody <laughs> loves that. One. It's the single greatest ability in yeah. fourth edition. Yeah. How do we make it so that it's not a per scene ability, but it's your core exception? Maybe if somebody misses with a with a daily with a per scene attack or a daily, you can make an attack against that target and if it lands they the daily applies or whatever or? no they it's not spent yeah so in other words i make a shot with my daily and i miss i and, get and, and i get a ranged or melee attack I, I get a basic attack of any kind against that target and if you hit it if i hit it i get it back you get it back you, you still missed right you know but i but I, I didn't i didn't waste my daily yeah and 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 if you miss then, then I did lose the day. And because yes. we don't do okay. half damage on miss, because we don't do applications of, of things on misses, mm-hmm. I don't think that's overpowered. I kind of like it. Yeah. You guys like that one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because so, flavor-wise, you could be like, I see what you were trying to do. That gave me an idea. Let me hit him. And then like, no, I fucked up. We both fucked up. Yeah. But if I hit him, then it's like the strategy is still valid in a way. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's oh, you, you missed. Hang on. Bam. And like right. I, I tagged him. Reset, try it again later. Like, right, we'll, right. we'll figure this out. Yeah, you didn't have to overcommit. I feel like that's a really good tool. That's a, it's a really good tool. And it just does whatever your basic attack does. It like, also, if it, it could, you, could be, you could be core command, and you could go into ice, and you have a basic attack with ice that you can use. Yeah. 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 It makes command powerful and, and interesting to use. It allows for your team to be a little more cavalier with their dailies. When you're in the party, it changes the party dynamic, which is, I think, what command should do the most. So what do we call, what's the idea? So if we're thinking about it from the perspective of people who are in combat, you know, and somebody goes for a big move and misses and, and somebody like jumps in to tag them, what do you call that? Because, um, I got your back or uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Mulligan strike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like in every, in every buddy cop movie when they still hate each other but they're in a gunfight and then it's like damn I'm out of bullets and the bad guy comes up behind with a gun i think and you hear i've the gun- got your back yeah you hear the gunshot yeah. go off and then then the bad guy falls and there's the other rookie cop who's like you're welcome yeah <laughs> like, you know, and then tosses him the the, the ammo yeah. from the yeah from the enemy yeah oh man a late game command thing that i would really love would be a reaction of someone spends momentum to do a thing they miss and still get the failure but they're like you get to keep that momentum though yeah, that I don't would know. Be, that would be dope. That's pretty. But that would be that, be, that would be, be that would be that would be super late. Yeah, I feel like if somebody misses with that ability and they spent momentum, the epic fail still applies. Yeah, but maybe it's not expanded if that person lands the other hit. Hmm. But oh, think about it from command's point though. Somebody goes to use their daily and it misses. Command can spend momentum. To make sure their basic attack hits. hits so that ability can be used again, especially for something like Blinding Strike. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, like, that's a big deal. All right. I like that a lot. Okay. We got that. So we move, take the shot to step one, uh-huh. which means Max is probably going to have to go step one command, and he may not take core command. He may take something else. Yes. Um, but we allow for that wooziness because we're literally changing the rules. Yeah, so he'll be in, he'll be into it. What do we move to core? What is their what is their at will attack? Because I'm not sure. Let me look at their the one we currently have. Step one attack currently is before or after the attack. One ally within five squares may disengage two spaces. Eh, I like that. I like that. A I like lot. that a lot. That's great. Yeah, let's just keep that. Let's move, let's swap them. That's useful. All right. So I feel like command is redesigned. Yep, we're good with that. Mm-hmm. All right. 
I'm currently redesigning the character sheet before we visit AVL Scarefest. All right. As players, is there anything you wish the character sheet did that it doesn't do? Uh, slots. Very, yeah, we haven't very, figured out slots yet. Very, um, and I, I want them to be big. I want them to be, like, because it's stripped down, mm-hmm. but I, st- I want it to be very visual and very cool. I think next episode, next design episode, we should go through and just create a list of the kinds of equipment that you can carry and what it does. And I like simple things where, like, you would carry a climbing kit and it would give you plus five to climb checks for anybody who uses what's in it. So you don't need five of them per party. You need one guy to have one. Yeah. And then everybody gets the bonus. So, and then, like, a trauma kit. You you only Yeah, you only need one med kit. You don't all need to have every single like platoon tactics right so we'll we'll get in on that probably next design episode because we we should take a deep dive on that and then get into equipment weapons slots what kind of bags you should have uh and magical items that augment your gear yes you're not just replacing your weapon you're upgrading the things you already have you're like oh i got alloy alloy this or um, Mm -hmm. better rope and it just yeah well okay Last time we talked about the topic of incentivizing GMs. Yes. So that there's a reason for GMs to care what their players think <laughs> about what's going yeah. on and to reward them, you know, so that it incentivizes good behavior. I remember the big argument last time is like, well, what if he could bring somebody back from the dead? It's like, he can do that anyway. Yeah. You know, there's yeah, like, yeah. why wouldn't he just write that? What if the thing that it does is random? So what if you give the GM a chaos point? And that means that they roll a d6, and there's a table of things that happen based on what it lands on. So the GM's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to spend a chaos point. And the party's like, oh, shit. And you roll it, and you oh, see what happens. Like okay. And if there's story moments, there's... um, Well, because it's at the GM's discretion, you probably wouldn't use them for something that you have perfectly crafted and they finally got to. Right. right. Well, let's say... Cause, well, cause, for example, if, like, let's say you plan this encounter, because I've had this experience before, where I plan an encounter... And the players come in, and they just fucking destroy. We've, we've all been yeah. this GM. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and you're like, and, and in my case, I was never, like, mad or upset, but I'm always like, wow, I, that went so fast, I don't have anything else planned right now, so I'm going to spend a chaos point, and let's see what the fates have in store, and if you roll, and there's a table of things that's, like, anything from, like, uh, uh, like a... Crack in the ground opens up and a and demon come appears, out. Or, or a demon appears and it's just like it's a case of mistaken identity of like yeah. you're the one I'm after. And you're like, what are you talking about? You know, or or it's <laughs> even something like if you're a DM and you know that they pissed off a barkeep, like the barkeep is like you didn't pay your tab and he's like this guy's a badass. Mm-hmm. Like there is a system called the Master Book system, mm-hmm. um, which is what because I I played the Indiana Jones D6 game, but before it was a D6 game, it was the Master Book system, what? and they had this they had a deck of cards. Oh, you haven't heard about that? No. Yeah. <laughs> There's a deck of cards cards called the uh i think they're called like the storybook cards or something like that and they were nothing but random events yeah that uh, but they were for the players to use and it was more tied to your character but if you shift that to like a dm thing where it's like not like piss on you here's punishment but rather this is a random thing that even i'm not in control of let's roll with this and see what happens because because the the idea is the players know they're introducing that level of randomness when they're yeah. like you know what guys we all agree that was awesome yeah you get a chaos point and the yeah. gm's like okay I don't know when I'm going to use it, right? right. But uh, but never. it's in my back and, pocket, and yeah. <laughs> and it, characters should be aware that like this might be a boon to us. The, it might be a, good. There is yeah. a chance where it's just like, oh, uh, is it almost like the deck of many things? I would think it would be Make smaller. We, we, need, we, we need something general. Like we need general enough they could apply to any combat. Because yeah. I would I would imagine you'd use them in combat the way that you use momentum or, or something well, like but that. Well, I, the, I think the there thing. should be but, there but, should be combat and non combat options. Tables. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say if you lean less towards combat and more towards just a story event of some kind that's generic enough that you could apply it mm-hmm. to like almost any situation. So let's just say you're in the middle of combat and you're about to defeat the son of the big bad who is supposed to escape but is about is about to fucking die and you're like I don't really know what's going to happen let's do a chaos point boom and then suddenly you pull out a card and it could be anything from an earthquake yeah it could be anything from an earthquake or and that could help solar someone escape Mm -hmm. and you could either it could be to your advantage to do the story thing you wanted to do or it doesn't help you at all and it helps the players in a way that they don't even care you know it'd be really fun is if it was setting specific what happens so for instance like we created perennial threats with uh heaven's army and the marked and Uh, let's also be real the devouring worm is no yeah. A major threat. The idea that, like, so say Oblivion is a perfect vector for this kind of thing. It's like, it's like okay, uh, if you roll a five, an Oblivion portal opens and a demon walks out. And yeah. you're like, you know which demon because you've set it up that way. Yeah. And also in the world of Oblivion, a dragon shows up. Or, you know, in Skyrim, like, yeah. Oblivion portal opens, a dragon shows up. 
you know, oh, all this, these different things. Oh, suddenly the ground shakes. You've been fighting on top of a dragon grave this entire time. Yeah. And it's but like, if you're in the air, that doesn't work, right? So you got to right. find like find a way for a dragon to show up. You know, like that could be. It could be written. It's, it's still got to be at the DM's discretion, and you still have to have yes, but, yeah. but malleability. The, the idea that like a large monster has awakened. Yeah. by what just happened yeah it's been awakened that's a good one and, right and you yeah. might not even have to fight it at that encounter but now you're like oh we know it exists and it's in this area and bad things yeah. are happening or just you know like the de- demon can either step through a portal and it's either like you woke me up i'm gonna fucking fight or it's or it's you killed that guy so good yeah i want to offer you a deal <laughs> and suddenly the story can go in a crazy awesome direction so like, i would say large mon- monster awakened and mm-hmm. the GM could decide whether or not it fights you or whatever. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Natural disaster. Mm-hmm. Earthquake. Tsunami. For, for a non-combat one, just straight up personal tragedy would be great. Mm-hmm. I feel like having, like, they what, they if, they what they if you're all, like, you're fighting some rats and then some guy's going to go, oh, telegram. Like, by the way, no, your no, mom's like, for, 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 I think there, I think there needs to be a combat in non-combat. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. I do. I do think you need to be able to yeah. to engage. We're like, oh, you, yeah. Someone, a, tra- a, a traveler, does find you. We're like, oh, your your dad died. So I feel like. Well, if your player's like, my dad's already dead. Uh, fuck you, DM. You know, like. But it's up you to would the know, DM of, yeah. what, right. of what it would be. Right. Well, so right now, the large monster awakened and natural disaster both can happen out of combat. Yeah. yeah. Um, does it say uh, gaining the attention of a higher power, whether that's metaphysical or physical like if you gain the attention of a duke who was watching or heard about it or would and it doesn't even have to happen in the moment so much as just like word of this has spread and How about someone just someone knows mysterious benefactor sure. i like that yeah, yeah. okay because it could be remember that uh in fallout you would get pick up that perk that has the mystery man mysterious uh, stranger yeah, mysterious, mysterious stranger, stranger yeah. that would just show up and like take the last shot and shoot somebody dude yeah and that plants a story seed it's so much better in Fallout 4 because Nick Valentine is the only other character that makes mention of him. He's like, did you see that guy? Did you see what he did? He oh. has a f- case file oh, on that's him. that's great. And oh, he's shit. been like following me. He's like, I don't know who this fucker is, but he shows up everywhere. <laughs> How does so, he get there? That's awesome. So it's, it's kind of understood that Nick Valentine himself has the mysterious stranger perk. So we got three. <laughs> we got three now. So we got large monster, natural disaster, mysterious benefactor. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do three more. Let's make it a die six sign of prophecy just like an eclipse a blood moon something that's not a bad idea yeah a, pro- a, a sign of bad omen that or just an omen omen yeah, yeah. so yeah. okay so yeah so like if you're like so this is almost like more freestyle like it's just a prompt yeah and you're like something omen, and you're like oh you know that that magic axe you have that's unbreakable um even though you didn't hit anybody with it it's just in your hands it fucking shatters yeah and it's like what and then it could be any you know or the moon turns blood red or the sun yeah. gets blotted out or there's a giant storm on the horizon and and that yeah that can be a fun jump off moment for story that yeah. can change your story how about just magical item because yeah because dude cause it could be good or bad it could be a weapon yeah it could be it could be just something you find you can't use like be cursed it could be yeah magical could, item it could be a talking donkey I just, I just realized the um, talking doggy momentum is spent by players to alter the story yes these are things spent by GMs to alter in an even bigger way. Like, yes. they alter it on the scale of a player in a big world. So, of course, the GM has to have it to alter the world. Yeah. Not, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, thinking in those terms, there's a lot you know, that you could totally do. I'm just going to get that Masterbook uh, uh, card deck with me next time. And okay. We'll go over it and we'll, we'll go over some of those. So, we need one more. And I kind of want to make it real big. Yeah. If you roll a six. Yeah. It should be people should worry about it. Uh, Armageddon. Mm. Eh, no, if you're going to spend that, it a few, if you're going to spend a bunch of chaos points, like, yeah, because if you're because if, you, if you're yeah, if you're the DM of a True. game and you're like, oh boy, I'm there's gonna, a one in six chance <laughs> the world will end. Yeah, there's a one in six chance that all of the work I've done, this campaign. yeah, yeah, <laughs> of all the work I've done, suddenly is going to pause, maybe never pick up again because the world is ending. That's a um, much political shift, maybe. Hmm. No, I'm thinking like on the level of something like Armageddon. Maybe how about just disease, plague? Whether it's in a local town or whether everybody in your party gets affected by it. Pandemic, pandemic. Well, because it may be small, right? Okay. It may just be you guys, right? Outbreak, outbreak. Maybe, Done. Maybe it could be a jailbreak. Like if it's open to interpretation. Tonight there's going to be one. God, I love that. <laughs> Somewhere album. in this town, that <laughs> album is so good. <laughs> burp, burp. <laughs> I just love Thin Lizzy, man. Boys Back in Town isn't even the best song on that album. No. Well, because Jailbreak's better than Boys Back in Town. Right? Yeah. All right. And I think that's going to do it for this week. So what we didn't get into is uh, that I wanted to is 
items and step three for everyone. But I feel like I want to wait till Max is here to really start Definitely. getting into that as well. But I feel like we got a lot to work with here because I like the idea of the chaos dice as a GM reward. Yeah. I kind of want to play around with it. But I do want to hear from patrons about it, what they think of the idea yeah. of. Yeah. If a GM saves up enough points, do they get to do something else? And I actually just want to make this a, a general point because people have been finding me on, on social media or messaging me directly. Hey, if you have comments or questions, if you could direct them to the, the page or the Patreon or Facebook or Instagram so that everyone can answer them, uh, that would be great. Yeah, and also commenting on our Patreon uh, is good because it allows all of us to interact with you and it also is specific to the episode that the item you it's were a centralized about. discussion. Yeah, and yeah. you don't have to you don't have to be a patron yet to comment. So please no. feel free. We we're hungry for any feedback, even if you hate it. We want to know why. Like that that is useful information. Yeah, part part of this is having a conversation about what we're doing, and and yeah, the more feedback. And if, oh man, if anyone is playing this game and you want to tell us how it's going, we would love. Yeah, we would. Uh, we would I'm, cry. We would be so happy. My friends, you don't like me anymore. <laughs> You've ruined my life. <laughs> you have to be my friends now. <laughs> All right. So, so speaking to that, if you guys want to play along, obviously we have a Patreon. At the five dollar tier, you get every bit of product that we put out. So you can follow along. We're making rule books and tables and materials for GMs and stuff like that. And, and we're releasing it as we make it. So. Please, if you, if you want to be a part of this, if you want to play it with your friends, show up, leave us a message, become a patron. You, we would love to have you as part of this conversation. Additionally, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash RPGFS. And you can find us at Instagram at RPG from scratch. One word. You can find us on Twitter at Homebrew Hombres. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're so excited for the fan support we've gotten from, from everyone. The, the feedback has been amazing. Until next time, stay safe. Stand watch and get a full rest. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.